We are back with another Emmy Slugfest. I'm joined by Luca Ciliberti and Zach Laws. This one is going to be all about the comedy acting categories, the four main lead and supporting races. So I'll start with you, Zach. Uh, I want to ask you, you don't have Lily Tomlin or Allison Janney or Jane Fonda in your predictions. You've got more of a fresh, exciting lineup. All three of us have uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, of course, Rachel Brosnahan, who won last year, and Natasha Lyonne. And for your other slots, you're going with fresher faces. So I feel like every year in this category, it seems like it's going to be, you know, all these uh, auteurs coming in, maybe Sharon Horgan or the Broad City Girls or Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And we're always uh, disappointed, I guess, as the Emmys go back to the more reliable wells of their favorites. So why is this year going to be different? Uh, well, right now I can just do some sort of wishful thinking. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, eventually some of these... Um, some of these shows that have been on for a while, you know, you mentioned Allison Janney and uh, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. Um, you know, their shows have been in for uh, five, six, seven seasons or so. Um, eventually, you know, they do kind of um, lose uh, their bloom. And I mean, we've seen people all the time who get nominated year after year after year suddenly fall out. So I think that maybe this could be the year. Um, and, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, it's always hard to predict in these acting categories who's going to be in and who's going to be out because they don't have to just be six. Uh, so theoretically, all the people who I'm predicting to get in right now could get in, as well as uh, the three women who you mentioned, and maybe even another one, if uh, they all get the requisite number of votes. That's what makes this so hard to do. Uh, but, you know, I put Kristen Bell in uh, sort of because I, I figure that this is the year that The Good Place is going to have a strongest, the strongest showing yet. Um, and I feel like if you're going to be voting for that in comedy series, it makes sense you'd vote for her in actress as well. Uh, Natasha Leone, as you said, um, I figure um, if Russian Doll is coming in, maybe she'll get in as well. Although we should say that a lot of times um, freshman comedy series don't always get in for their actresses. Mm -hmm. Uh, like Ellie Kempler, uh, the first season of Kimmy Schmidt, or Alison Brie for the first season of Glow, who I have in this year as well. <laughs> uh, sort of banking on maybe um, she'll get some requisite uh, love uh, from being snubbed. And I do have another returning person in my lineup. I have Issa Rae for Insecure, yeah. who got in last year for the first time. The only problem I have with that, and I might take her out for this reason, is that her show is not going to be back uh, this year. Um, so there's, it, it's going to be quite a long time since the last episodes of Insecure aired. I was back in July, I believe it was, of, of last year. So that could hurt her, and that could benefit somebody like Pamela Adlon, who's been in for the first two years of Better Things, or, you know, again, these people uh, like... Tracy Ellis Ross is another one who, who has been getting in the last few years. Yeah, well, why don't you have uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, Luca? Um, because I don't think Blackish is actually going to perform that well this year. Uh, in our comedy series, drama series, Slugfest, we already talked about the fact that Blackish really hasn't performed that well with the Emmys and really hasn't won anything. It didn't get into writing or directing. I don't think it's, it hasn't won anything. And I just feel like this is the year where it'll probably lose those few nominations that it had in the last few years. I think when we talk about Anthony Anderson, that will be a different case. 
but this comedy actress race is so stacked. I think even if we had 10 slots, I wouldn't know who to put in those 10 slots, which is why I have people like her falling out or dropping out the same with Alice and Janney and several other people who, you know, in a different year would easily make this lineup. And why don't you have Kristen Bell? Because I'm not too sure how The Good Place will perform. I think it'll do well. I think, you know, Ted Danson is an easy nomination and Best Actor in the show, you know, blew up at the guilds. And I do think this is the year, which is why Zach's argument makes a lot of sense. But again, this race is so stacked that I just don't know, you know, besides Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Rachel Brosnahan, who's actually safe in this lineup. I could choose anyone and feel as confident as, you know, when, when I put anyone else in those other slots. I find it hard to get a read on Kristen Bell's support. I mean, she's 14th yeah. in our odds, which is kind of crazy considering The Good Place is probably yeah, what, around ridiculous. fifth. Ted Danson is probably around third. But we do see, like, at the Critics' Choice Awards this year or at the Satellite Awards where they will nominate Ted Danson and maybe even award him without nominating her. Or I'm not, yeah. Yeah. Or at the Golden Globes where it was, you know, Christian Bell actually got nominated. I don't think Ted Danson got nominated, right? No. I think you're right, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely a uh, shaky limb to be out on, but at the same yeah. time, it's like there's no... Uh, you know, if you're predicting that The Good Place is going to go up in nominations this year, as I am, uh, then it makes sense that perhaps she would be the beneficiary of that. I mean, yeah. let's remember, this is somebody who's been uh, working in television for a long time, not just in Veronica Mars, but... Uh, you know, uh, she was in Deadwood uh, yeah. for a little bit. Uh, you know, so she's she's been around. So, I mean, it might just be um, she might have built up enough requisite goodwill to get in, especially for a show that, um, you know, a claim for has been steadily growing. Yeah. And, and I also, do think, oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I don't want to give anything away, <laughs> uh, spoiler wise, but um, she has a wonderful uh, episode in the finale. Uh, that is really uh, heartbreaking. And um, I think that um, maybe that could work in her favor. Um, certainly it would be a fantastic uh, submission um, if she were to get in. Yeah. And I do think that Golden Globe nomination, even though you know the Globe voters have no overlap with Emmy voters, I do think it's very telling though, because you know Globe voters usually favor new shows and new perf performers and new shows. And she got nominated for her third season. So maybe this is the year where the show really breaks through in all categories, including comedy actress. So I think it's absolutely a possibility. And even if she's not necessarily in the top six, we don't know this category could have eight nominees. So if there are eight nominees, there's a good possibility she's at least in the top eight. Yeah. And speaking of the Golden Globes, I can't wrap my head around how Alison Brie has been the sole nomination for GLOW both seasons yeah. at the Golden Globes. And she's gotten into the combined lead and supporting category at SAG both years. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't have an Emmy nomination. And she was also never nominated in Guest for Mad Men. So I'm, I'm not sure what's going on there. And that's kind of why I have it in, why I have her in my predictions. I just want this madness oh. to end. <laughs> it's a weird thing. I mean, like, for statistics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's just this weird thing where Issa um, Rae is somebody who wasn't nominated for the first year of her show, Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of examples. It's just a, it's a risky thing to uh, predict, you know, because like you say, I mean, there's no precedent for it. But, um, you know, I mean, perhaps if, um, 
uh, I think that um, Glow will be helped by the fact that its third season would be premiering during yeah. voting. Yeah. So maybe that'll help put her and uh, maybe a couple of other people as well in back into the spotlight. And I do think a lot of people last year when she was snubbed were talking about it, which can really help a performer for the second season. With, you know, in which case there might, as you said, there might be enough goodwill for them to check her off this year, enough people to check her off this year. But it depends how Glow performs overall. I mean, last year's nominations were very strange. I mean, if you think about the people that were nominated and the people that weren't. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about Pamela Adlon because I feel like yeah. that show just has no buzz right now, especially compared to other auteurs who are, um, you know, making a run for it now, like Phoebe Waller-Bridge for the second and final season of Fleabag, <laughs> or even A.D. Bryant for Shrill. Shrill, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's Pamela... A... Yeah. No, go ahead. She might get some, some sympathy from Louis C.K., so I think that's yeah. one thing. I mean, Pamela Adlon, I think, I think I was very surprised by her first nomination two years ago. And then last year I was considering dropping her, but then I thought if they nominated her the year before, they might just nominate her a second time. But this year the competition is, so as I said many times already, there's so much competition, but I do still have her getting in, even though Better Things isn't necessarily, you know, the most buzzed about comedy in this race. But I do think she has a lot of respect in the industry and she is a multi, I mean, she has a lot of Emmy nominations already, but she's definitely not a lock. I'm considering, I mean, she's, uh, if I do drop Issa Rae from my predictions, uh, I would consider putting Pamela Adlon in yeah. instead. Um, because, you know, the third season of Better Things is airing right now. Yes. Um, the thing is, though, I mean, like you say, it hasn't, um, it hasn't gotten in aside from her. Yeah. And um, I don't, uh, you know, the Louis C.K. aspect of it, I don't know. Um, it didn't hurt her last year. Um, I don't think people, uh, you know, find her to be guilty by association for her uh, relationship with him. But um, again, I don't know. Um, I think that she's certainly deserving, but uh, it's just a really, there's at least 10 people who I could see getting nominated in these uh, theoretical six exactly. spots. And it's, yes. it's just tough. It's very tough. Yeah, that's that's pretty much why I have all the old faces dropping out. I just figured that this year mm -hmm. seems more competitive than ever. Yes. Uh, ironically, that could kind of split the vote between all of them, and then just you know, Lily Tomlin's crowd could keep rallying them in, or maybe we'll see Ellie Kemper come back. Uh, who uh, I actually have in my seventh and eighth slots, I would say, are Christina Applegate and Linda yeah. Cardellini for Dead to Me, I which Netflix is apparently making a big push for. Um, and it just came out, so I can't tell if it's really going to be taking off like in the next few weeks. Uh, the critics weren't totally on board for it, so there might be a little bit of resistance. Maybe it's not seen as that kind of Emmy show, but mm -hmm. yeah, I, I just don't know at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking out for them. I mean, uh, it's gotten pretty good responses from audiences that I can see. And, um, yeah. you know, again, Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini, those are two people who have been, uh, working at it for decades now. I mean, uh, Christine Applegate going all the way back to my favorite television show as a child, Married with Children. Um, so, you know, uh, and they're both, they're both former Emmy nominees, right? I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. My old brain is uh, failing me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Linda Cardellini is just coming off of, you know, Best Picture winner, Green Book, even though she didn't have, you know, a big role in the movie, but that will never hurt someone. 
She was the heart yeah. of the movie, as they kept telling us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, thank you for the letter. <laughs> Oscar flashbacks. <laughs> um, so yeah, they definitely have a possibility of uh, getting it. It just depends on how their shows perform. I mean, the other two, supposedly Comedy Central is mounting a big campaign for them, but we really haven't seen them break into the comedy series or drama series races. So that's a big question mark. And Dead to Me, you know, could overperform. But I'm starting to doubt how many nominations Netflix can produce in the comedy series race because, you know, they might end up taking up half the category or even more. I have to say, I'm pretty sad that uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend's going to go four seasons and mm -hmm. Rachel Bloom is never going to get an actress <laughs> nomination. Uh, yeah. I mean, this, this season wasn't exactly its best, but uh, she was consistently great in it. And the finale was wonderful. So um, I'm kind of, it, it's a little heartbreaking that she's going to go four years. I remember when that show first premiered, we mm -hmm. were all expecting that she could possibly win in the first season. And now it looks like she's never going to get nominated. Same with Gina Rodriguez for Jane the Virgin. Yes. Who I know a lot of people were talking about a performance in the premiere episode, but you know, that ship sailed a long time ago, unfortunately. What about this? Uh, speaking of the Golden Globe nominees, uh, Deborah Messane got in last year for Will and Grace. I mean, is that at all, or Candace Bergen for Murphy Brown? Do you think they're going to be nostalgic at all? They're, yeah. I mean, Deborah no. Messing got in for her Me Too episode, which is still as eligible this cycle. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, no, no, I, I wouldn't say so. No. I mean, I don't think they, one thing, if there's one thing the Emmy showed us last year is that they don't like revivals or reboots or anything, you know, in the same vein. Yeah. I don't think, it, I don't, I don't think anyone's actually talking about Will and Grace. It's actually not coming back until mid-season now. And there's just no buzz. Well, there's that. <laughs> I'm just like, like, there's so many people in our odds on this category. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Catherine O'Hara and uh, yeah, you know, as you know, no buzz is what I would say most of the contenders for comedy lead actor have. Oh my god! I think we're all pretty set on Bill Hader coming back, Michael Douglas coming in for the first season of the Kaminsky Method, and Ted Danson repeating for The Good Place. And after that, unlike in comedy lead actress, where I can make the case that, you know, more people will get in than the number of slots there are, in this category, I can't come up with a reason why, you know, more than, like, there will be more than three or four nominees. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this category is a mess. I mean, it's, it's a very, very barren field. I think it may be the least competitive category of the, you know, of this year. Without, you know, no shade, I'm not trying to throw shade at anyone in that category because there are a lot of deserving potential nominees. But after Bill Hader, Michael Douglas, and Ted Danson, I honestly could throw a dart and I wouldn't, you know, it could be anyone. I mean, the fact that we're talking about Jim Carrey for a Showtime show that probably won't perform well at all, or a lot of people have Don Cheadle in for Black Monday, it just shows that this category is lacking some potential nominees, some contenders. Well, he would get in pretty, um, uh, Don Cheetah would get in pretty frequently when he had that other Showtime show. Um, House of Lies. House of Lies, yeah. thanks. And um, I almost said House of Cards. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, um, uh, like you said, I mean, I, I don't hear a lot of buzz for that show, but he could just get in 
off of that, uh, off of name recognition um, mm -hmm. alone, you know, and same thing with perennial nominee, William H. Macy. Um, uh, in any other year, I would drop him, but um, I don't think this is, uh, you know, with such a barren field, I don't think this yeah. is the time to do it. Um, like even with the scandal? Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, well, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I forgot all about that. He could use a break. <laughs> oh my god but still like i i could see him get in even with that yeah yeah and like i don't have awkward. anthony anderson but uh just because i think that black is just going to be completely yeah. forgotten this year and he also has some of his own minor scandals but yeah i think he could come back what about jim parsons for the final season of the big bang theory i don't have him in i don't think he'll get nominated but we can't i don't think we can count him out completely like again, it's it sounds ridiculous, but at this point, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, like I don't have him in my predictions, but if I were to predict a seventh, I would go Jason Bateman for Arrested Development. Oh, wow! Like yeah. he wasn't nominated last year for Arrested Development, but I think the category was much more competitive last year, and I think maybe he just missed. I feel like uh, there's a lot of support for this guy. You know, he's mm -hmm. possibly winning for Ozark. He's getting nominated for his directing, and. Like he might just be somebody that they like and in this field yeah. that might be enough. Like, well, like do people, uh, does he have more goodwill right now than say William H. Macy or Don Cheadle? Yeah, yeah uh, he does. Jim Carrey, I, I think probably. What about these people like uh, Ricky Gervais and Afterlife yeah, and, and I, Idris Elba and Turn Up Charlie? I mean, those are uh, multiple Emmy nominees or Emmy winners. Um, you think that they could uh, get in there? I think Ricky Gervais is actually uh, a really good bet. I, I think he's pretty yeah. safe. I think uh, it was easy to kind of downplay his chances at first when nobody had seen it, and, except for the critics, because they kind of panned the show. But I feel like we have kind of a Green Book situation here or Bohemian Rhapsody where the audience scores are so disproportionate with the critic scores, where it's in you know the IMDb top 250, and it's... Uh, already has more votes on IMDb than Glow, which has been out for a couple seasons now, and it's only been out for a couple months. I feel like the response to this show um, is, you know, there's a disconnect between the critics and the audiences where it gets renewed, and he says that he's never seen a response to one of his shows like this. And that is something that, you know, uh, television producers would say about any of their projects, but here I kind of believe him. Well, I'm going to yeah. put him in over William H. Macy. I'm making yeah. a change right now. And uh, and he does get nominated for some random stuff like Derek sometimes too. Yeah. What about, uh, or yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, what about Rami Youssef? I hope I'm not butchering his name, but I, you know, it's the new Hulu show that is out. And I think it's starting to actually get a lot of buzz within the industry. And I saw a few of our editors have, I actually put him in, his, in their predictions. So I'm wondering if that show could actually surprise. And then we also have Sasha Baron Cohen who got the Globe nomination, but again, there's no buzz, so I don't well, know. Well, I mean, there was when it came out. I just wonder yeah. if, um, I mean, part of the reason why he got that Globe nomination was, it was right after the show came out. Um, yeah. I, I, I wonder about him, because um, certainly it was, um, uh, you know, talk about a, a out there brilliant comedic performance. I mean, yeah. look at the number of characters he played on, that show, but I don't know if it is necessarily the Emmys 
cup of tea. I have him in there right now just because mm. of that Globe nomination and because of a, you know, a bereft a category bereft of contenders. Um, but um, I could just as easily see him not getting in in favor of more of a perennial Emmy favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I think people know what his show is and, you know, he got real people fired. So I feel like <laughs> yeah. he had a bit, a bit of an impact for a time. Maybe if people aren't talking about him now, honestly, I was surprised that he didn't get a SAG nomination for it. Yeah. All right. So who do you have in your top slot? Does everyone have Bill Hader or does someone have Michael Douglas at the oh. moment? Yeah, I have Bill yeah. Hader too. Although, yeah. um, you know, the last three years, I think someone different has won this category each time. So, but I don't know who the alternative would be other than either Michael Douglas or Ted Danson. Yeah, uh -huh. and I, yeah, and I think the fact that he did beat Donald Glover last year, you know, says a lot. And the comp Donald Glover was, you know, strong competitor. And depending on how the Kaminsky method does, Michael Douglas may not be as, you know, strong a competitor as Donald Glover was last year, but he is Michael Douglas after all. So who knows? A lot of Emmy voters will check him off on name alone. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think you can say the same thing about Ted Danson, especially yeah. if, if the good place overperforms. Definitely. Um, yeah. I'll just say about uh, Rami Youssef, like his show does have, more acclaim than you know most comedies that came out this year, but I just don't think anybody's seen it. Uh, yeah. We also saw Hulu just sent out their box of DVDs, except this year they're not sending DVDs. It's just a little USB stick. USB stick. So I, I don't know if that's going to help. Yeah, As, you know, outside of best drama series with The Handmaid's Tale, Hulu has really not been good at getting nominations, and I'm just waiting for them to break into any other category. I mean, The Looming Tower didn't do well either. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll move on to comedy supporting actress. And like the lead actress category, this is another one where I think you could fill it with 10 contenders. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. I'll say that the Gold Derby odds have Alex Borstein out front, followed by Kate McKinnon, then Anna Klumsky, Betty Gilpin, Marin Hinkle, and Olivia Coleman for Fleabag. Uh, I, I don't see Olivia Coleman having a chance here at all. No. Um, I think people are uh, are uh, putting a lot of stock into her recent Oscar win. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of it was um, the fact that, um, you know, at the beginning of the season, it looked like she could possibly win another Emmy, win an Emmy for uh, the crown. But uh, since that's been delayed, they're, they're figuring, well, we have to transfer that Emmy love <laughs> somewhere else. And she's not being submitted for Les Miserables. And so... Um, you know, Fleabag is the only other alternative. Um, but I don't, I, I don't necessarily see that happening. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if the show had gotten a writing nomination for its first season, I would at least know that Emmy voters have seen it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think an Oscar win is gonna, you know, you need more than just an Oscar win to get an Emmy nomination, especially in a, a field like comedy supporting actress. I just feel like it's one of the, it's a placeholder at the moment for a lot of people. I just think it's, you know, the afterglow of her Oscar win, but I don't see her getting in. Now, why are we so confident in Marin Hinkle, who was snubbed last year and the show still managed to win comedy series without her? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I have her in sixth place right now. I actually might take her out and, and put back in um, 
A.D. Bryant or even like Laurie Metcalf for the Connor oh, yeah. or Megan Mullally for Will and Grace, just because like they, you know, they managed to get in last year for uh, their shows, which um, really got no other uh, Emmy support whatsoever. Um, so uh, I, I think that it's basically just the fact that the category um, is uh, there, there's a lot of people who aren't coming back. And so people feel like, okay, well, Marin Hinkle would be the beneficiary of that. But, you know, they don't always uh, necessarily go for somebody new like that. Um, you know, they could just kind of fall back on their old habits. I actually think she's getting in it. I don't feel, I'm not, you know, I don't feel confident about it, but I think she's going to benefit from the fact that Maisel is going to overperform in every single category. I think it's going to have that season two glow that a lot of uh, shows have at the Emmys, like The Handmaid's Tale, which, you know, all of a sudden had three supporting actresses. I just feel like that the support for this show is strong. And a lot of people were talking about Marion Hinkle um, after watching the second season. So I do think she has a good chance of getting nominated. She's not in like the top three slots for me. But I think Maisel is just, it's going to be too big to ignore. I should clarify what I said uh, when I said there were some open slots. There's one open slot, <laughs> Zazie Beats, out of eight nominees last eight. year. <laughs> so, and all seven others are coming back. So theoretically, this plus category. Plus Anna Klumsky. Yeah, plus Anna Klumsky. So oh, yeah. theoretically, this category could just be filled by everybody who got in last year. Um, and then some, and Marin Hinkle might not even stand a chance uh, at that. Um, I feel like every single year I underestimate how many acting nominations Saturday Night Live is going to get, and uh, I'm doing that again this year. I only have Kate McKinnon in. Um, last year they got A.D. Bryant and Leslie Jones in as well, but um, I just never <laughs> could never get a gauge on how popular a season of Saturday Night Live is going to be. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like the Emmys are a bit behind. Like, I thought last season was quite a step down from the previous season, but maybe the Emmy voters were tuning into Saturday Night Live a year late. I don't know. That's, that's pretty weird for a show that has live in its title. But <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. I really want to take A.D. Bryant out, and I did take Leslie Jones out, but I figured yeah. that A.D. Bryant has all this uh, goodwill from Shrill right now, and anybody who's voting for her for Shrill... Uh, we'll also vote for her here, and that'll couple with people who are voting for her in this category anyway. And I feel like that'll be enough to push her through. Uh, I actually have Marin Hinkle in second place, even though she was not nominated last year, just because of the second season bump for yeah. you know a show that did so well. Uh, it has to grow somewhere, and I'm not really sure where else to do it. And she was also the focus of the season premiere. So if voters didn't finish the second season, but they came back for a little bit, then they might have discovered her. Uh, what's also tricky about the eight nominees from last year is that that means that the sixth, seventh, and eighth place nominees were all within 2% of each other. <clears throat> so really, if Anna Klumsky had been eligible, then all three of those people would have been knocked out. So oh, wow, yeah. being nominated last year is not really uh, the best ground to stand on, um, and you can very easily be kind of leapfrogged. Uh, which yeah. has me concerned about Betty Gilpin, who was, um, you know, the sole nomination for her show last year in the acting categories, even though they have such an acclaimed cast that was nominated by SAG. But 
I think she could actually contend for the win if nominated, just because people seem to uh, have really responded to her performance in particular from the second season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Now I have um, I have Darcy Carden getting in for yeah. the good place, which I, yeah. I know is a risky thing, but um, I wonder if she could benefit not only from being on that show, but also being on Barry, which right. is a show that they're obviously watching. And um, maybe that could help her uh, get in this year. She did have a, a standout episode uh, where she was playing the multiple Janets. Um, so maybe that'll help her as well. Yeah, I, I about Betty Gilpin, you know, I don't watch Glow, but even I realized that she was attracting a lot of attention during the second season. And, you know, we don't know if she was in the first five spots or if she was in sixth, seventh or eighth position last year. But the fact that she was the only nomination for the show is quite telling. And with SNL, I'm never sure how many nominations it's going to produce. At the moment, I only have two. I have Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant. And as Riley already said, I have A.D. Bryant because of Shrill. But again, she could, they could just, um, you know, she could drop out as well. And then one other contender that I'm just going to mention is Molly Shannon for the other two. Again, I don't know how it's going to perform. But it is Molly Shannon, and if you know there's name check going on, she could get in. Yeah, I feel like she's in that kind of place in her career. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised a couple of years ago if she had gotten in for a divorce as like yeah. sole nominee. That's true. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and just Laurie Metcalf. I mean, Laurie Metcalf is always kind of a wild card. I mean. She, in 2016, she got three nominations, and then she got nominated last year for Roseanne after all the controversy. So she's always a you know possible returnee, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if she returned, especially since you know the controversy is you know it's gone now. The Connors is a new show; it, it was renewed. It's all fine now. Got another Tony nomination. Yeah, so <laughs> you never know with her. Yeah, I'm watching out for Darcy Carden, um, largely because of Barry. Well, eh, not largely, but that's that's a factor, I guess. Uh, and also on Barry, I'm watching out for Sarah Goldberg. I want to see how she does in the finale, especially. But I feel like she has one of the most relatable characters uh, on the whole Emmy ballot for the actors branch, where she's a struggling actor, but she's not... Uh, you know, extremely poor, and like she is getting roles where she's playing the wife of Benicio del Toro or uh, Patrick Fabian from Better Call Saul. Like she is getting roles; she's just not getting roles that she feels are deserving of her talent. Mm -hmm. She also had a pretty nice arc this year too. You know, with all that stuff about her abusive husband, and uh, you know, I mean, there's a there's little bits of drama peppered in there that are also uh, sadly relatable to. Uh, to many voters. Um, and uh, I mean, if Barry is going to grow in any areas, I think that she would certainly be uh, one of the people to benefit from that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys have Alex Borstein winning or do you think Anna Klumski stands a chance? Because I wasn't sure how Veep was going to do because there wasn't that much buzz surrounding this season, but the series finale was from what I've seen very well received. And if Anna Klumski is ever going to win, it has to be this year. I mean, there's no better time for her. She doesn't have to face boat splitting. She has a show in its final season, a show that has performed incredibly well at the Emmys. 
So this really is her chance. But Alex Borstein has a trend working in her favor, which is repeat winners in this category, which you know happens a lot. And again, it's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the show that got eight uh, wins last year. Well, you know, I mean, if uh, Marin Hinkle does get nominated, that could help Anna Klumsky um, mm -hmm. because, um, you know, she could split votes with Alex Borstein. Um, we kind of sometimes see that happen in the acting category. Sometimes we don't yeah. see it happen. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you're right. Um, if Anna Klumsky is ever going to win, this is the time to do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and certainly her development into sort of a Kellyanne Conway-esque character, I think, is, is rather amusing and timely and uh, could help her. Um, I have her in second place right now. Just yeah. you yeah. should always... At the Emmys, bet on last year's winner to win again. Um, but I do think that there's a possibility that Anna Klumsky could win this, especially yeah. if Veep um, starts to go on a roll um, uh, in terms of wins. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I was contemplating dropping Anna Klumsky. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like the series finale kind of secured her that slide. I just feel like if she were going to win, she would have done it by now. That might be true, yes. All right, so we'll move on to our final category of the day, which is comedy supporting actor. In this category, I feel like everybody has the same top four, maybe in a different order. We've got Tony Hale, who's won a couple times, Henry Winkler, who won last year, Tony Shalhoub, who just won the SAG Award, and Alan Arkin, who's in this uh, acclaimed new show with a co-lead performance. Uh, do we feel shaky about any of those four at all? No. No. <laughs> they're, all <laughs> <gonna>. <laughs> they're all going to get. They're all going to get. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. they're all getting in. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind, actually. Yeah. Which right. is shocking for the Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, you two both have Titus Burgess, uh, which yeah. I, I do not subscribe to. Because, uh, <laughs> I've got to. You know, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta hold out hope, and uh, I mean, he's the only thing that's been able to hold on for all uh, four and a half, three and a half <laughs> seasons of uh, Kimmy Schmidt. I mean, he got in last year when uh, they only got in for comedy series and him. Um, and I mean, quite frankly, like his is the character that has had the best arc of any of them on that show, uh, and these last six episodes, six or seven episodes, however many it was, uh, he was consistently the best part about them. So I feel like if there are any Kimmy Schmidt fans remaining in the Academy, which there must be at least some uh, since it got in last year, I feel like he's, you know, he, he's got to get some votes. I don't think he's going to win, which is really sad. I wish he could have at least won one time out of all these years. Um, <laughs> He has what, like three gold derby awards? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we yeah. Are, we're talking the about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he can get left out easily. Easily. But again, I mean, uh, there can be between six and eight, however many. We don't know what the limit is on how many acting nominees <laughs> they can put in there at a given time. I think it's plus two, so I think it, I think it is eight. Okay, eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, if they can, if they can check off as... Uh, at least I know that uh, when they're voting, they can just kind of check people yeah. off. So I don't see many people just being like, ah, no, I'm not <laughs> voting for him this year. 
but you know, yeah, he's get he's consistent. So, yeah. yeah, but he can easily be snubbed. I, I don't feel confident about predicting him at all. And I'm just curious to see how Veep performs in this category if it gets two nominations, if it gets you know three nominations. Right now, I just have Tony Hale getting in, but I feel like if the show really is going to overperform, especially after that well-acclaimed finale, then it's unrealistic to only have Tony Hale in there, especially since, you know, I think Matt Walsh has gotten in how many times? Once or twice. 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 So, you know, he might just take Titus Burgess' spot if, you know, he indeed is not like, sixth place. Yeah, I'll say about Titus Burgess, uh, I mean, he has been nominated twice without Kimmy Schmidt herself. Yeah. Uh, but I just feel like the show was already running on fumes at the Emmys last year, and eventually that has to give out. Like, even Ty Burrell, you know, didn't get nominated forever for Modern Family, yeah. even though he was always giving the same performance, and he was near the start of the alphabet on half the ballots. So. Yeah. And it doesn't help that Kimmy Schmidt's final season kind of came and went. And, uh, you know, I, don't, I think two years ago he had that really acclaimed episode that could have helped him win. But even then, he didn't win. So I don't. It'll be very difficult for him to get the nomination this year. Yeah. But hey, you know, stranger <laughs> things have happened. So absolutely. Yeah. And then I'm not sure how uh, Barry is going to perform in this category. I think a lot of people have started putting in at least one, more than one supporting actor. I think, as we said, Henry Winkler is probably a lock. But then we have Anthony Kerrigan and we have Stephen Root. And I'm not sure which one to predict at the moment, but I think Barry is going to do incredibly well. So putting that one of them in the, my lineup seems realistic. Stephen Root's who I have in like seventh place right now, because mm -hmm. I think that um, he's, he's had a really good uh, arc this season with, uh, you know, being entrapped by the police and uh, having to, sort of turn on Barry. Um, and uh, I mean, uh, Feral Mongoose, I think is what he said as well. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, that episode <laughs> that um, uh, that Bill Hader directed where they were on like a little mini adventure and he was, with the, I mean, that alone would, uh, I, I think could help him get nominated, um, you know, but um, I'm looking at him. Um, like you said, Matt Walsh um, could get back in. I. I've dropped him for now, but um, the finale made me think that he could perhaps get in just because of the way that his character develops into this kind of goofy CNN <laughs> anchor. Um, I have um, another bit of wishful thinking in my sixth place. I have Mark Maron oh, for yeah. Glow because I think that like Allison Brie, his snub last year was really talked about um, mm -hmm. and that might help him... Um, that might help generate some votes for him in that regard. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious to see how, again, uh, how Glow performs and, you know, if it gets those acting nominations that it didn't get last year. And I'm just curious to see if SNL can get any nominations, if Keenan Thompson's going to get in or Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they're still sub submitting him in supporting, even though he is eligible. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know why. Uh... You know, like I guess I have to put Alec Baldwin in there. I took him out last year, and he I still got in. So. I think people are over it, to be honest. I don't, even though it's Emmy voters, so I'm not going to put anything past them. They might just check him off because they've, you know, 
nominated him so many times now. We've right. seen it time and again, and maybe putting in all these new people is a mistake. I have no idea. I mean, the... it, it, like, it's tricky how uh, with SNL, yeah, I want to predict it for kind of less than we expected. Mm. But with Keenan Thompson, I, I feel like it took him forever to get nominated. Yeah. And they even had him, you know, even if it was Lauren Michaels, they had him present Best Drama Series, last award of the night last year, which I thought mm -hmm. kind of spoke to his stature. So it'd be weird for, you know, them to make him kind of wait so long and then just take it away immediately. But yeah. I don't know, that that is how the Emmys work sometimes. Sometimes people just cruise to several nominations just because they're in the right place at the right time and other times they have to really work for it. Uh, you were talking about Veep and Barry, and I started with Matt Walsh in my predictions because he just seems kind of like a perennial nominee at this point. But then he mm -hmm. had very little to do, and I thought, you know, how, if people are watching this, how could they vote for him over Timothy Simons? But then right. Timothy Simons kind of faded over the season, and I actually put in Anthony Kerrigan because I figured that Barry has to go up in nominations, just like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And if they're watching the show, you know, he's kind of the most comedic part of it. And he's such a standout um, kind of breakthrough performance. But yeah, as the season went along, again, I, I shifted because Stephen Root had that big episode. And I also, you know, went to Stephen Root's IMDb page and saw that he has, I think, 237 credits. Yeah. Uh, wow. So he has worked with everyone. He's, you know, he's still doing random uh voice work in children's shows, but he's also been in Best Pictures, and he's, um, and, and he has an iconic role from Office Space that kind of has, um, you know, attained him some cult status. So I feel like he's kind of in the Matt Walsh position where he's kind of worked with a lot of people, and, you know, he's on this Buzz About show that the Emmys love. So I feel like he's in the right place. So I've got him and Keenan Thompson in my last two slots, but I would not be mm -hmm. surprised to see either Barry or Veep gain three nominations, just kind of occupying those last three spots wow, yeah. in addition to the four that we all consider unlocked. Now this is, uh, I mean, we talk about uh, Maisel gaining in nominations, but this is one category where I don't see them being able to, no. um, aside from, I was gonna say compete, but then I remember Tony Shalhoub is in there. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't think that they'll bring in anybody aside from him, like um, Kevin Pollack or, um, Michael Zegan, um, I think that that's pretty much it's Shalhoub and uh, nobody else. Now, if if Barry and Veep do end up getting like multiple uh, nominees, do you think that helps somebody like Shalhoub win since he just won the SAG award, or maybe Alan Arkin? Absolutely, I think his SAG win. I mean, that was also he benefited from vote splitting. So, and, you know, and Maisel will be a huge force for its second season. I think that will easily help. And even if, you know, they don't, even if, you know, Barry doesn't get more than one nomination, I still think Tony Shalhoub is competitive uh, for the win just because of the overall support for the show and, you know, his SAG win. I think the four slots, the four people that we all have in, it's a very tight race between all of them. I wouldn't be surprised if any one of them won, to be honest. I don't know about Henry Winkler repeating, but except for that, I could see Alan Arkin win. I could see Tony Shalhoub win. I could see Tony Hale win if Veep, you know, goes on a steamroll. Veep sweep. Yeah, yeah, Veep sweep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish we could just pick eight people in this category because it would really save me a lot of trouble. Um, yeah, it's just so 
strange that all the comedy so, uh, categories are so compa- so stacked, except for comedy actor. I mean, they need more contenders than the others need less contenders, honestly. Yeah. We didn't mention uh, Hugh Laurie. He's another deep guy who could get in. Had a good all right. finale. Um, uh, some Emmy people, Ed Asner and Dead to Me. Uh, it's got multiple Emmy wins. Uh, maybe he can benefit from if if that show does well. Uh, I'm just looking through the list here to see if there's anybody um, who we didn't. I, I mean, William Hagen could get in. Actually, I, I would not be entirely surprised. I'm not. I'm never going to predict him, but I think it's within the realm of possibility. What about William Jackson Harper? From I was going to say, or um, that would be surprising. Or maybe Andre Brower in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, since that show was snatched from the jaws of uh, from the jaws of defeat Arcs. and is now uh, is now airing again. Um, I don't know. I mean, Andre Brower, he's one of those guys who I could see kind of come in and out of the category randomly. Yeah. Maybe for the final season. I mean, that's always a possibility as well. But, yeah. you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been such a non-factor at the Emmys. I mean, got in Sterling K. Brown last year. That is something, I guess. It'll get another uh, guest nomination this year for Lynn Manuel Miranda as well. All right. Oh, there you yeah. Go. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Great. Well, thanks for joining us, viewers. Please subscribe to our channel if you have not already. And also go to goldderby.com to log your Emmy predictions.